everybody, what's going on? Welcome to the Spark Pass News Update for the week of January 17th, 2023. What's going on, gang? My name is Mark, and I am joined, as always, by Spencer. Spencer, how you doing, pal? I'm doing good. I'm good. good. There's good, good stuff to talk about. Yeah. There's news. I'm excited. I love that we've got news to talk about that's not the Xbox <laughs> Activision merger. <laughs> Dude, I know, right? Like... like for months, it's just been, hey, let's get into this embattled legalese. Now we've actually got video games to talk about. I'm fucking stoked. Right? Like, I get it. That's important. There's a lot going on with it. But, like, come on, man. There's other stuff, too. Yeah, <laughs> I want to talk yeah, about exactly. the other stuff, too. I want to talk about video games on my video game podcast and not the Federal Trade Commission. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what we're doing today, guys. Uh, we've got a bunch of game-centric news. Uh, there was a brief update on the Activision Blizzard thing. Uh, basically, an important union in Europe has decided they support the the acquisition, but we're that's all I'm giving you. That's yeah. it. We're going to talk about goddamn video games today. Uh, let's talk about what's on the itinerary today. Uh, the big things we got going on. Developer Direct is coming up on January 25th. We're going to talk about uh, what we expect to see at that show. Maybe get into a little speculation. Uh, unfortunately, we do have to address the Justin Roiland situation, what's going on with High on Life, sort of how that situation relates to Xbox. Uh, so developers of Forza Horizon have left to form their own studio, and if we have time, we might get into the games most played on Game Pass and on the Xbox platform as a whole in 2022 from our friends at True Achievements. Spencer, that's, that's a lot of content. Let's get right into it, bud. Yeah, dude, there's so much stuff to talk about in this one hour that we have, so yeah. Yeah, dive in, please. Let's let's get right into the muck. Uh, the big thing that's going on this month, obviously, in the world of Xbox. Finally, Spencer, we're gonna get news updates on games that are coming to Xbox. We haven't gotten a formal news update on stuff that's going on with Xbox first party, uh, since June, July. Like it's been half a year since we've gotten any news updates. Um, and Developer Direct is here to soothe what ails us. That is coming up on January 25th. It was announced earlier last week um, by the team over at Xbox. Um, they have officially stated that this show is going to feature four games, and it's going to be no hosts, no banter, just games. Live, long-form gameplay demonstrations directly with the developers of these games. Um, the first big thing that I want to hit here Starfield's not going to be here. Mm -hmm. uh, they did announce in advance that Starfield is going to have its own event later this year. Spencer, I think the messaging on this and how they framed it and how they set up like, hey, here's what to expect has been really good. And I'm very glad they told us in advance, hey, man, Starfield's going to happen in a few months. Don't think about Starfield. We got other stuff. Yeah, I love that they even just that part specifically like said, look, dude, Starfield's not going to be here. Uh, don't expect it to be here. And then like had to I feel like reiterate it of like lean into the camera and say, it's not here. It's not going to be here. <laughs> it's not like let's curb that that those those expectations a little bit. And right. uh, let's get ahead of that so people aren't spinning their wheels, coming up with rumors and freaking out, which is still going to happen. Of course it is. Oh, um, sure. But just trying to say, look, guys, we know you're excited, but just straight up, it's not going to be here. So don't be disappointed when that doesn't happen. And instead, be excited about what does happen. Right. And there's four big games here the, that they're going to be talking about in Developer Direct that I think are worth getting excited about. I don't. I mean, obviously, I would love to know more about Starfield. Uh, please get it in my hands as soon as humanly possible over there, Team Xbox. But I think there's enough here to keep people sated for a few months at least. Um, let's start with the big one. Uh, Redfall is going to be the feature game of the Developer Direct. Uh, there have been sort of rumors and innuendos that they're going to announce that this game is going com to come out in May. Obviously, that hasn't been confirmed, but there's been some reporting from Windows Central, some reporting from GameSpot um, that sort of corroborate the idea that Redfall is coming in May. Uh, and there was recently uh, a big interview that came out with the creative director of Redfall, 
uh, about what the goals and ambitions of Redfall is. It's obviously it's very different from what it's trailered as. It they're they're advertising it as more of like a open world kind of experience, like an open world multiplayer game, almost yeah. more like a a Far Cry than what we were expecting, which was more of like a Left 4 Dead kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I'm super stoked to hear more. Uh, and and get a sense of what we're getting ourselves into in May. Spencer, I know you're stoked about this game. Take it away. Yeah, like, I was already pretty excited about this game when I thought it was just, like, basically another arcade Left 4 Dead shooter. Because uh, I love Left 4 Dead. I have a great, great nostalgia for that game, and I still enjoy it. Um, but even more now, like, saying, hey, this is going to be kind of an open-world thing that you can go out and do... Uh, various missions with your buddies and come back to the hub and get new ones and keep doing it. Like that sounds awesome. That was my favorite part of destiny that right. Like in general, uh, you know, the raids were fun and everything else was, was cool, but that was kind of my bread and butter of just, I'm going to hop on tonight with, you know, three or four friends and we are going to just play through the missions. We're going to do, you know, probably like the little daily things here and there and just kind of chat and hang out and relax. And it was always just like that was like the cool way to like wind down the night after a long day at work. And, you know, we all just came home, grabbed a drink, cracked open a beer, maybe and played games until two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> uh, right. And that was like kind of what kept that ball rolling pretty easily was, all right, well, there's a mission we need to do. We need to go finish this part before we can move on to the next part. Let's get it done tonight, and we'll pick up tomorrow. So I'm excited for that. I think it's I think it's sweet, and this is yeah. um, this is like exactly what I wanted Fallout seventy six to be. Yo, that's a great shout. Actually. This is exactly what I wanted from Fallout seventy six was just the Fallout universe and doing missions with my friends, and that was all I wanted. Uh, and now I have it in a different universe so hey you know what we chalk that up to a win especially because it looks creepy and like bloody and i love that stuff so i don't know i'm i'm pretty i'm excited i am into it yeah i mean this game is your your whole ass vibe Mm -hmm. um redfall definitely looks to be like the big game of the early half of the year over here in team xbox yeah um and I'm very excited to see what the game is actually like rather than just our continued speculations because it feels it feels like we've had nothing to speculate on but speculation and sort of like, uh, you know, what we have in a couple of trailers for months. We're starved for information on so many things. Um, and, and I'm very excited to actually get to hear long form from the horse's mouth, from the developer themselves, what Redfall is really all about. Uh, I am so happy that they have picked up on this direct format and on this, like, you know, focus on the developer idea. Like, this is such a good fucking idea. I just want to know about the games that you're making Xbox. Like, (laughs) Xbox shows in the past have really focused on, like, banter, and there's usually multiple hosts, and, like, they have these long-form interview-type things. And, like, I think all that stuff is cool, for its own thing yeah. like make that content but when we're talking about an e3 style nintendo direct style you know state of play style show people just want to know what games you're putting out you know uh i'm so happy that xbox has picked up the hint and apparently moved to a format where they're just going to show you what they've got and then we can get into that other stuff at another time yeah, like, I love those behind-the-scenes things. I think those are yeah. super cool, and they're awesome to watch, but, like, I want that to be more like a docu-series that they throw on their YouTube channel or that they right. put on even, like, a service of some kind. Even just make that, like, a cool show I can watch in Game Pass would be kind of cool, really. Uh, but for these kind of things, I'm, I 100% agree with you, man. I just want to see the game. I want to know if I have a release date and when that date is. Uh, and then I want to see the next game, and I want to know that game's release date, and I want to <laughs> keep that ball rolling, because uh, I just want to point out we've mentioned release dates multiple times. Xbox, my my brothers, Phil, Phil, I'm talking to you directly, Phil. I'm gonna need dates. 
on all four of these games we're going to talk about at this developer direct. I'm sorry. Yeah. We're to the point where they've promised all this stuff is coming out by the middle of this year. I'm going to need dates, my guy. Like, I can I can maybe understand if one of these doesn't have a date, but I, I need all of these to have dates. We got to know what's going on. Yeah. Um, yeah I mean, and I feel like we're close enough to that point where we can put dates on these. And yeah. unless and we're at the point unless something catastrophic were to happen with development, the dates are probably pretty solid dates. You know, we're not right. years out anymore. We're looking at a few months out, uh, right. especially if they're talking about after these games. You know, we have Starfield later this year. Like, you're not going to drop all those on top of each other. They're going to be spread a little bit at least. So right. some kind of dates. Yes, please. Um, I just started using Notion this year, which is like activity tracking and like all kinds of stuff. Uh, I have a calendar on there and I would love to fill that out with game dates, please. Thank you. Yeah, I would, I would love that for you and for me. And Redfall is allegedly coming in May. Um, that's, that's sort of the rumored date we keep hearing. I would love to hear that confirmed at this show. Um, but Redfall is not the only game we're talking about, Spencer. We're also going to hear more from our fine friends at Turn 10 Studios. They're going to be talking Forza Motorsport. We have literally not gotten a Forza Motorsport update since the E3 show. Mm -hmm. It has literally been half a year since they have said anything about Forza Motorsport. Yeah. Uh, Turn 10 literally still just posts screenshots of Forza Motorsport 7. Like That's all their <laughs> Twitter's doing. That's all they've been talking about for months. Um, obviously the focus in Forza land has been on horizon five. Um, this is the first we're going to be hearing about the game since, you know, that big show in, in June. Um, I don't really know what to expect. Uh, they really haven't, most of these games, we have an inclination as to what they're going to be talking about. Um, we really don't have an inclination on what Forza Motorsport is going to be talking about. Uh, I really have no clue, and that gets me honestly more excited than even having a vague idea of what they're doing. Because like, it could be, it could be anything. It could even be Forza's out today. It could be anything, right? <laughs> um, Man, imagine <laughs> like we've seen that before with some stuff like Fallout Shelter and things, and people were like pretty mind blown. Imagine like there's like, <laughs> yeah, new Forza's out literally right now. Good luck, have fun. <laughs> right. Everybody's like, that, I mean. I can't, uh, I can't come in today. <laughs> I'm sick. <laughs> What's that car in the background? Uh, uh I gotta go. <laughs> I'm driving to the hospital as we speak. <laughs> gotta go. Bye. Um, yeah. So obviously, not. I don't really know what to expect out of this sports announcement, other than I want to see more of it and I want to know when I can play it. Yeah, I'm so excited to see. Even I'm not, like, a big Forza Motorsport fan. Like, I liked Horizon enough to play it, and even that wasn't, like, my favorite game in the world or anything. Like, don't get me wrong, it's, it's a fantastic game. Uh, but I'm so excited to see the graphics of these games every time they're mm -hmm. announced. Like, don't get me wrong, video games are not all about graphics. They're not all about frame rate. You know, there are great games that are, are still being made that are, like, the 16-bit style and stuff. But good God, these games are gorgeous. Uh -huh. Just like the technology that goes into these car racy games is so amazing. And it's like just technology defining stuff. And they're like, what if we made this and you drove car real fast with it? <laughs> and I'm like, yep. this is exactly what I want technology for. Yes, please. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, obviously, the, the Forza Motorsport games are definitely on the more simulation side. Yeah, they're um, like realistic. Right, yeah, yeah, realistic. I, I, I think Forza, in general, is a bit more arcadey than people give it, you know, it, its flowers for. Oh, uh, yeah. Just in general, as a franchise, right? Uh, we're not talking about, like, a set of Corsica or something like that, where it's, like, a super hardcore racing sim. Right. Uh, Forza is still approachable, uh, even at the most beginner, the sort of basic level. Um, but... I am very excited to see what they announce here. This is the one that I'm just kind of like, I don't know what they're going to say. 
Like, they could say, game's out in two months, we're ready to go. Or they could say, yeah, we're pushing it to, like, fucking October or whatever. We have, we're we not really ready to say any too much yet. Like, this one could be anything. I, yeah. I'm open to ideas on this one because I really don't know what they're going to say because they have given us nothing for half a year. So, like, the fact that they're finally talking is just enough to get me excited. Yeah, just being at the show is good. Like, that's, yes. to me, is already a great sign, so. Yes. Even if we have a release date that's a little bit later this year than people might want, or as, you know, they even say, like, hey, we have a quarter, and that's the best I got for you right now. Sorry. At least we're somewhere. We're getting somewhere, right. you know? Right. That's the thing, man, is, like, we're finally making some progress on this stuff actually being on the service and playable and ready to go. Yeah, and um, here's my thing with Forza. Um, of all the games that we're thinking and knowing they're going to talk about, and of all the games in general that would be coming to Game Pass, the Forza series is the one that I'm like the least worried about not coming out, right? These yeah. games are going to release. They're, right. They've got a pretty fine-tuned machine over there to get these mm. games out. Uh, where you know some of the newer games that like new IPs that get announced or newer studios, it's like, okay, well, you know, I'm getting a little nervous. I haven't seen a date or I haven't seen anything new. But Forza, I'm like, it's gonna be there. We know it is. Yeah. It's 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 yeah, a, yeah. it's a, a tried and true franchise that we know will be there until someone comes out and says we don't want to make this anymore. Right. Yeah. I mean, it is important to note that this is one of the big three right we always talk about halo gears and forza right these are the cornerstones of xbox game studios yeah uh so we know these games are going to be well taken care of oh yeah uh, i'm just i'm just curious to see what they show if it's just here's some more tracks here's some new cars you can play it in june or whatever if it's just that i'm happy right yeah i mean um what else do we really I'm, need i'm curious to see what they say yeah because uh, i really don't have much of an inclination as to as to what they're going to say yeah, um, I just hope again. they show uh, more water on cars. <laughs> <laughs> if I don't Me have at too, least buddy. one scene with water beads on a car and it just looks more realistic than my car in my driveway, I'm going to be upset. <laughs> <laughs> Me too, bud. Uh, a game we have more of an idea what they're going to say is Minecraft Legends. Uh, we got our first little mini preview of Minecraft Legends uh, at the E3 show in June. Uh, I don't know if most people have seen this because it feels like every time I mention it, people go, huh? Like they've been flashbanged. But <laughs> they did a full single-player reveal on this game at Minecon in August. Mm -hmm. I don't know that most people saw that um, because it was around a Minecraft convention. Obviously, Minecraft is a huge game, so I'm sure a lot of people, you know, watch Minecon, but... I don't know that I've seen a lot of talk about like what they showed. What they showed looked pretty cool. Um, it's like this sort of like RPG slash RTS game kind of thing that they're doing. Um, and apparently the game is also going to have PvP. And Minecraft Legends is going to be focusing on the PvP at this developer direct. They've said that's going to be their primary focus, the primary thing they're talking about this show hmm, okay um, so obviously you know rts games have a, a long history of being pvp centric um i figure this will probably be a little bit of column a a little bit of column b but they're mostly focusing on the pvp so that's the messaging they're putting out there mm -hmm. um what's your sort of where are you at on minecraft legends because i feel like that's like of the games that are coming for xbox i feel like that's the one that's like flying under the radar the most yeah um I know you even like you've mentioned to me the stuff from Minecon and like I watched a little bit of it but not a lot. Um yeah. I'm interested to see more. Like I'm not the the world's largest Minecraft fan. Um but I think I think it's a cool game to begin with. Like the original Minecraft is if you have an imagination that game is fantastic. Uh, if you're like me and uh, a, a dumb boy with no imagination, that game was kind of hard to jump into sometimes. Sure. Um, but it was still cool. Like I, I played, I played it for hours and hours with some friends when it came out back in the day. Like when it was only the Java beta version. Right. Uh, we played a lot of it, and I love that they're expanding that world. 
to be other games. It's not just like, here's the four trillionth update for Minecraft. Or maybe they somehow tried to make it a sequel, which wouldn't even make sense. Instead, they said, hey, let's make uh, other games that exist in this universe. And I think that's like exactly what you need to do. Because A, you already have one of the biggest names in video games. B, you have people that want more from it. You're gonna make money. <laughs> like, so it right. seems dumb not to make other stuff. And then when they do it, they do it really freaking well. <laughs> so it kind of, you know, it's, I think it's like a, a great thing of all the worlds combined. But I don't know. I'm excited to see more of it. I'm not like overly excited about it or anything, I guess. Mm-hmm. But I'm also not like, Bleh, don't care. Right. I enjoyed Minecraft Dungeons. See, I still haven't so played like, that. You should. It's. I mean, it's basically Baby's First Diablo, but I think that um, sounds fun. <laughs> that it's it's fun. Uh, it's like a light version of Diablo, basically. Um, but I enjoyed that game more than I expected to. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was kind of out on the idea of like I'm. I don't play Minecraft regularly, right? I haven't played Minecraft in a long time. Yeah, but um. I'm excited about the IP sort of expanding outside of its base game. Right. Uh, and Dungeons was good. Obviously, this game is a little bit of a harder sell. Like, if you if you told me, oh, hey, it's it's a Diablo-like, I'll probably just play it out of instinct, right? Um, but this sort of, like, it's a hybrid RTS action game thing. It's harder to explain, right? Right. Um, so I'm very curious to see how they explain it. I'm very curious to see what they talk about in terms of what's their plan for pvp based play what's their plan for you know uh you know launch support and what are they doing after that is this a game they're imagining having a long tail or is this just a game they're going okay here's the game and we're good yeah. uh you know minecraft dungeons had a surprisingly long tail they were still putting out dlc content for that like a year or two after um so i expect this game to get some support and some love i think this might be sort of the sleeper hit of the show I think a lot of the focus is going to be on Redfall. Yeah. Um, but I feel like obviously this is the biggest IP Xbox owns is Minecraft. Um, so it's a big deal that it's here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm excited to see more of it. Like I really, I genuinely do want to know like how this game works more. Uh, I'm more intrigued by it than like excited, like bounce it up and down out of the chair. Right. But I, I definitely, this is the game I'm most intrigued by and definitely the one I'm going to be paying the closest attention to. You know what I mean? Yeah, I kind of feel the same way. Like, I'm not, like, chomping at the bits to play this game or anything, but I want to see what it is. I want to see more of it and what their plans are with it. Because, like like we said, the my favorite and biggest thing out of all this is just them expanding the universe and seeming to do it in a way that is still gaming-focused and interesting. Versus saying, like, hey, we have this huge IP. Uh, I don't know. Make a mediocre TV show. Make a mediocre <laughs> movie out of it. Here you go, kids. Enjoy it. They were like, no, here, look. Let's make a real video game. Like, let's let's make something cool that people will play and have fun with. And right. uh, could be, you know, like we said, the first one, was their, uh, Dungeons was kind of like Baby's First Diablo. This can be kind of like Baby's First RPG. Like, this could transition people into those genres of games or introduce them to them and say hey this is a game you've never played before great here's an approachable way to do it with minecraft right yeah Uh, i feel like minecraft is probably an ip that microsoft should exploit more uh it's you know one of the biggest games in the world still to this day over a decade later for a reason right yeah um it's definitely something that they should be doing more with and i'm glad that they are um the last game we're expecting here at Developer Direct. Elder Scrolls Online. Uh, this is... Obviously, they're going to announce what the next expansion is for the year. Um, ESO is not a game I play. Uh, it is not a game I'm particularly interested in, to be honest with you. Um, but uh, it's a big game for Xbox. Uh, people always go fucking nuts about ESO. The people that play ESO love the ESO. Yeah. Uh, so I'm glad that it's here. Uh, I personally don't really care. Spencer, where are you at on ESO um, at this show? I am kind of like 
I don't know. I'm torn. Because I'm always into the idea of MMOs, and I think ESO is a really cool one. Um, and our good friend of the show, Mallet Editor, plays the game, and her and yeah. I have been talking about playing it together some. Um, okay. But I am, like, baby coming into this game. Like, the I've played it one other time, and I think I got to, like, a level 12 character. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I'm not, like, deep, deep in the game. Um, but the the announcements that they have and the cinematics that they always have for these things uh, are just awesome. So I always love watching the trailer and always love seeing everybody get excited about it because, dude, the people that play this game, like you said, they love it. There is a dedicated yeah. ESO community, and they get hyped on it on Twitter. <laughs> they get yeah, so they happy, and I love it how just like hyped up and excited people are about it. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what year at E3 it was. It was obviously in the before times, but it was probably like 2016, 2017. I will never forget every single time Elder Scrolls Online even got briefly mentioned, there was a small group in the crowd that just went, like just went fucking nuts. Dude, I remember that. They were losing (laughs) their minds. About everything. Literally, like to me, the smallest thing in the world, like, we're adding an additional currency to Elder Scrolls Online that helps with the fucking resource rate of the... Holy shit! <laughs> like, people are losing their fucking minds about this game. Your horse uh, can that's... now have green eyes instead of blue. <laughs> 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 like, people are losing it over, like, the simplest shit, right? Yeah. Um, that's always where my brain goes whenever I think of ESO. It's a very passionate fan base. I have a handful of friends that play the game and they are extremely passionate about their game. And I'm glad that it's going to get a ton of support. My worry in a show like this, where it's mostly focused on new shit is people are going to go snore ESO. We know what this is. We're either interested in it or we're not. Um, And people are going to get bored. So I, as much as I don't want to like rain on the ESO fans parade, I do kind of hope that this is just like, Hey, here's a trailer. This is the new expansion. Brief little snippet on like, hey, this is what you can expect and then move on, right? Yeah. Yeah, and I feel like that's more likely what's going to happen than it being like the focus of the show because like you said, I think Redfall is going to be the the big hitter for this one. Totally agree. Uh, yeah. It's it's the newest IP. It has what we think is likely the soonest release date. Uh, so I think they're going to be hammering that one home and the rest are going to be like, we're still excited about these. We still have them, uh, but Redfall. Yeah. Hear me out. Yeah. Yeah. Redfall. Yeah. I feel like that's <laughs> going to be, I feel like that's going to be the major focus of the show. I definitely agree with you. And, um, you know, I kind of feel like whoever's going to be playing ESO has either played it or is playing it presently. Right. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how much potential for growth there is there, you know? Yeah, um, I don't think this is a a moment where they're trying to sell you on ESO, right? Right. I think the, they're going to be trying to sell us on Redfall, and they're probably, to a lesser extent, going to be trying to sell you on Minecraft Legends. And then Forza and ESO are just going to kind of be like, these are the next installments of the franchise that you already love. Right, exactly, yeah. Um, so ESO going to be here. I don't really know. I'm sure that the data miners and the speculators out there know exactly what's going on with ESO and they already know like, Hey man, this is what's coming next. I don't really probably, I don't keep keep up with the game. So like I'd be something on ESO. Hopefully it's neat. I don't know. Uh, I'm basically to the point of like, I hope that cinematic's good and I hope they don't talk about it for like 15 minutes. That's where (laughs) I'm at. Yeah. Hopefully they just say, here's the cinematic. Here's the date. See you then. Peace. Or, like, like yeah, yeah. come watch the, like, full, ginormous breakdown that we do over on, like, the ESO Twitch channel or the Zenimax Something. Twitch channel or whatever channel they use. I don't remember. Right, uh, but yeah, come yeah. check. Like, that's where we'll have, you know, your deep, deep dive that we know you want and love. Right. Um, so that's that's the last thing I've got for Developer Direct. Those four games they have said are going to be the focus of the show um they've done a pretty good job of setting expectations here of like here's what we know is going to be here here's what's coming here's what's not going to be here here's not what's coming Mm -hmm. uh that being said 
Do you think there will be other things at this developer direct, or do you think they're just going to do those four and get out of there? I, I don't know about games really. Like there are a lot of games from Xbox studios that we haven't heard a lot about in a long time. Uh, Looking at you, Hellblade two. Um, (laughs) We're looking at Hellblade 2, and I'm looking at fucking Everwild. It's you and yeah, me, brother. Like, we haven't we're heard both, anything we're, about these. We're both fiending for these two fucking games that haven't heard a drop, a yeah. morsel of information. It's been for, ages. Yes, it has been ages on both of those games. We haven't heard anything about Hellblade in a long while. Uh, in fact, uh, speaking of, of Everwild, the creative director on Everwild posted... Hey, what would you guys like to see about, uh, you know, what's going on with the development of Everwild? And I, I responded to the tweet, literally anything, <laughs> whatever you got, whatever you got, I will take it. I am starving. Yeah, uh, you could literally yeah. tell me that you guys had bagels in the office this morning, and I'd be happy just because then I know you're still there working on it. Like <laughs> anything, right? Exactly. Dude. <laughs> exactly. Just tell me what you got. Uh, I don't expect many other games to be at this thing. Um, but it would be nice if, if, you know, there's one other thing that got mentioned, I wouldn't be upset about it, but I'm not expecting it. Yeah. And you know, you and I were talking about this a little bit, uh, a while ago, like when they announced this show was going to happen that we don't know that we don't really think there's going to be a lot of other games. Um, but what if this is where they announce the family pricing for game pass? I think the family plan. I think that that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, I think that would be a great show closer. Like, hey, these are all the great games that are coming to Game Pass in the first half of the year. Hey, you want to play them with the homies? Hey, here's the affordable friends and family plan for pricing. Right? You know what? Um, hey, here's all of these multiplayer games that are coming yes. to Game Pass. All yes. four of these games that we know are going to be there are multiplayer games. Yes. Here's all these multiplayer games coming to Game Pass. What if I told you for one price of X amount of dollars, I don't know how much it is, uh, you and three of your friends could split a a family plan, or you and everyone in your house can have one family plan so you can all play together. It just makes sense. Who says no? Yeah, I mean, I think that's a solid time to do that. Right. Yeah, like, I, I have a, a hard time imagining there being a better place. Yeah. Like, like what else are you going to do? Just tweet it. Like that's boring. Right. Exactly. I feel like the family plan is bigger than a tweet, but not quite like its own feature thing. So I feel right. like this is the perfect, this is the perfect place to drop it in. Yeah. Family plan pricing has been in beta form for a few months now over in Ireland and a couple of other countries. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like, you know, you know how it works now. You've you've worked out all the kinks. It's been a few months. You're focusing on all this multiplayer stuff. I think this is the perfect place to drop it. Um, I would be very happy and very excited. I know there's a ton of people all the time. I see it on Twitter. People excited about the family plan because it makes their financial life easier for their family, right? Like, right. Have a wife and two kids, and all of us play games, and all of us have to have a separate Game Pass account, and it's a pain in the ass, right? Yeah. Yeah, think um, about that. That adds up, dude. It adds up real fast, right? You got Even four people, $15 a month? Damn. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's that's a big expenditure. And to condense that down, I think people will be very excited about that. Oh, in yeah. a world In a world where games are getting more expensive and stuff is getting more expensive, you know, Microsoft just announced a price hike for their first-party stuff this year, yeah. right? Uh, giving people a way they can save money and still enjoy all these great games they announce, I think it would just make sense to announce this year. I'm not expecting much of anything else. Um, I think they have done a good job of successfully managing my expectations to where, like, if they just talk about these four things and then they're out, I think it will still be a fairly successful show. Mm-hmm. Um, I would not be surprised if there's, like, a Game Pass sizzle reel or something of, like, oh a, yeah. Hey, Here's a couple things that are smaller, right? I would not be surprised by something like that. Um, but I think the main thing we're going to be talking about is is these four games. And if the family plan's there, I actually really hope it is. Because I feel like that would be like the perfect 
you know, bow to put on these four games. Yeah, I feel um, like that would be the right way to do the sizzle reel, too. To be like, here is uh, the Game Pass family plan where you can play the four multiplayer games we just talked about. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time. And then it's like, here's all these great games you can play on Game Pass with your new sweet-ass family plan. Right. Exactly. With those exact words. <laughs> right. You got that, that sweet-ass family plan for you. That exact phrasing. It's the sweet-ass family plan. That's, I'll, that's... I'll pull it out of the episode, and I'll email it to you guys. Uh, you can put it in the show. That, that sound bite for you. Yeah. Thanks. 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 Thanks, Phil. Really, really appreciate you. So excited about Developer Direct, dude. I'm stoked. Yeah, like, there's just nothing bad here, right? Like... Right. They said, this is what's going to be there. This is what we're doing. See you then. Like, that's everything I want from these kind of shows. Like, don't get me wrong. The, you know, the, and one more thing announcements are exciting and they're fun during those big shows, but not every show has to be that giant show. Right. right. Not every game is the Super Bowl. Not every game is the World Cup Finals or the Stanley Cup Finals. Right. Like sometimes you just have the regular season games and you got to put them out there still. So I think this is great. I think they should do this more. Like maybe even once a quarter would be sick. I that was literally the exact thought that went through my head is like if you guys can do this once every four months or so, I'm I'm right as rain. I'm good. Like. What we have wanted for ages from Xbox is just regular communication and a pipeline. We just want to know what's coming, when it's coming, when can I play it? Yeah. What is it? That's all we want, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and there has been a dearth of information throughout the entirety of 2022. Uh, they have not done a particularly good job of promoting their stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and I feel like this format and this style is like the best they can do. And if we can do these regularly, if they're once a quarter, like maybe you skip the summer because you do the E3 show, that's fine. Sure. Um, like if you do one in the spring, one in the fall, one in the winter, I'm happy. I'm a happy fella. Yeah. Right? Like just just once a quarter, let me know what you're up to. Give me a couple dates on some <laughs> things. Give me like long form. I just I just want to know what you're up to, Xbox. Yeah. Um, just tell me what you're doing, and that's all I need. That's all I need to know. It's like it's like when your dad like calls you and he's like, "Hey man, is your car all right?" Like, <laughs> you know, just checking in, you know, just seeing like, what's up. Yeah, just you know, he, he's sitting there bored because he's retired for years. I feel like I'm self-inserting here a little bit. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I'm I'm very excited for Developer Direct. Uh, this is exactly what we've wanted from Microsoft and Team Xbox for a long time, uh, and I'm very excited to see the show how it goes obviously um i don't think we're planning on doing like a live show for this but i think we're going to do a recap show uh, yeah like hey real quick this is what happened to developer direct yeah yeah pretty similar to what we did for e3 so yeah so this one like falls right in the middle of the day like it's in the afternoon and i think you're at your you're at work yeah, and, it's like uh, two. It's like two p.m. on a Wednesday yeah. or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we talked about it, and it was like, I guess I could do it, but then I was like, I don't really want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> right. And this is our show, so we decided to not do that. <laughs> yeah, but we will have a full recap. So if you missed the show, uh, Sparkcast will have a, a recap up on the podcast feed. Yeah. Um, here's what was announced, and it was either pretty sick or pretty lame. We'll let you know. Yeah, we'll just um, have a, a pre-recorded thing for you. Right, exactly. Um, so look forward to that, and look forward to Developer Direct on January 25th. I'm very excited to see where Xbox heads. Um, unfortunately, we do have to move into some less fun news here. Uh, I wanted to get this out of the way because I think it's important for you guys to know. Uh, the crux of our show... Uh, here on Spark Pass, is we want you to be able to make informed decisions about the games that you play on Game Pass. Um, and unfortunately, we had some bad news come out about uh, one of the creators of a, a game on Game Pass, and we wanted to let you guys know about it. Uh, Justin Roiland was recently charged, or well, he was charged in August 2020, but it just became public uh, that he was charged with felony domestic violence. Uh, back in August, uh, there was an arraignment hearing you know, a couple of weeks later, and it's going to court now, uh, which is why it became public. Uh, I would, for one, 
I'm not going to get into the details of the case because we're a video game show. We're trying to have fun here. I don't want to, you know, darken our doors too much here. Um, but NBC News was the one that broke this story. I would highly recommend you go and read NBC News' article uh, on the situation. Um, uh, his lawyers, of course, deny that any of this stuff ever happened. Uh, I'm not going to get into one side or the other on that. We'll let the courts decide all that. Mm. Um, but um, obviously, from our perspective over here in Game Pass and, and Team Xbox, uh, he's a gigantic part of High on Life which was probably one of the biggest games that came out on Game Pass in 2022. It was certainly the biggest third-party game that was not made by Xbox Game Studios that came out on, on Game Pass in 2022. Yeah. Um, and we just want you guys to, like, know what's going on with that situation and, and do your own reading and do your own research. Um, I know for me... As soon as the news came out and I read the article, I uninstalled High on Life. I had just started it and I I uninstalled and I I'm not touching it anymore. But um, I, we want you guys to be able to make that decision for yourself, right? Right. Um. So Spencer, you have anything you want to add on that, or that? I mean, that's really all I wanted to. Get yeah, out there. I mean, like you said, there there's not much else to add to it from us there's a ton of stuff that if if you're interested you can go read about it um uh, various things that have kind of like come to light because of this case coming to light uh and i'll let you read those yourself to come to whatever conclusions you want um i you know i wasn't super jazzed on the game to begin with and this kind of just like solidified my very like I now I feel like I have a perfect reason to say I don't want to play this game outside of it just doesn't seem like my jam, you know. Right. So it just yeah. You could again please though like make that decision for yourself. I'm not going to tell you what to do with your life. You're grown. You know you this is on Game Pass. It's not like you're going out and spending seventy dollars on it. Um, but yeah, the the whole thing it sucks. It um, sucks, and it's it's obviously disappointing. You know, obviously, this is bigger than video games. But, exactly. Uh, That's my biggest thing is like this yeah. is, in in general, it sucks that like it ever happened. Like things like these are this is terrible. Uh, right. But I also know that a lot of people are really into uh, High on Life and the other work that he's done in the past. Uh, so it's I, I know that's I know that's a bummer when you see somebody that you like or you like their work. uh be shitty <laughs> right uh, like coming from the pop punk and metalcore world <laughs> it happens right. too fucking often way more than you'd like and right? it yeah, sucks yeah, exactly every time it happens so yes yeah yeah um yeah we just wanted to put that out there uh we're not gonna get into the nitty-gritty of this uh you know do your own reading and, and make your own decision as to whether you want to continue to play high on life. Obviously a lot more people than Justin Roiland worked on high on life. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, so I don't want to like completely discount the work of other folks at Squanch games, though. There was some reporting at Kotaku that apparently Squanch games had some of these problems too. Again, do your own research. Right. Yeah. Um, so, you know, make your own decisions on that. Obviously it's a disappointment on the Xbox side because this was like, pretty much the only good news story that xbox had in 2022 yeah man i was just thinking about that what a bummer yeah. like we had a rough year last year and then the end of the year at the holidays was rough and this was like the holiday game and it was right. so well received out even like outside of people who were who were hesitant about it or you know like stairbender and i are saying in chat like just over that kind of humor and that delivery of humor uh, it was still well regarded with a lot of people, and then it's just like, well, that went downhill real quick. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like it, it, sometimes it feels like you just can't buy a win. Yeah. Um, and and this definitely feels like one of those situations. Like it definitely, it just sucks all the way around. It yeah, just it sucks. does. That's that's all I really have on it is that it just sucks, and I wish it didn't happen, but it happened. So. Yep. Um. Do your own research, make your own decision, do your own reading on that. Uh, we just wanted you guys to be aware so that you can, you know, make your own decisions on that. Do with that information what you will. Uh, Spencer, let's get back into happier news because now I'm sad. Yes, um, please. Happy games. 
I mean, this is like, I don't, it's hard to say this is even happy news because from the perspective of wanting Xbox and Game Pass to do well, it is a loss. But as somebody who plays video games, it's something I'm very excited about. Um, in case you haven't heard, uh, last week, several top developers, including creative director Mike Brown, who's the lead on Forza Horizon 5 over at Playground Games, uh, left the studio and have formed their own studio alongside some folks from, uh, from Sumo Digital uh, called Maverick Games. Uh, they are claiming they are working on a AAA open world experience. Um, but obviously, this is sort of a double-edged sword here, right? Mm-hmm. I'm both sad to know that some of the very talented people over at Playground are no longer going to be working on Forza Horizon. Um, we talked about it in our episode on Forza Horizon 5. I think Forza Horizon 5 is the best open world game I have played since Breath of the Wild. Um, I think it's a phenomenal open world video game. Uh, I said that when the episode came out. I still stand by that. I think Forza Horizon 5 does not get enough credit uh, for being a phenomenal open world game. Uh, And knowing that those guys are now going to take that experience and go into, you know, a more traditional AAA open world game. Obviously, extremely exciting. Um, I am very stoked to see, obviously, it's going to take a long time, but I am very stoked to see what that group does outside of the auspices of Forza. Um, But at the same time, it sucks as a fan of Forza Horizon that these very talented (laughs) developers are leaving the studio, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, so kind of a double-edged sword on this one. Spencer, where are you at on this? Yeah, I mean, it is a bummer that they're going to be leaving Playground because obviously they've had such an impact there. These games are, like you said, Forza Horizon is a fantastic open-world game. It doesn't get looked at it as that way by a lot of people because it's it's a racing game, it's a car game, so people go, ah, it's just cars. But then, like, you play that game and the whole thing is going around this huge open world and other than the occasional building or tree that I hit, uh, there's no limits. I can do anything I want. I take my car where I want my car to go. And to me, like that's kind of the pinnacle of an open world game, right? Uh, there's a ton of stuff to do just along the way from point A to point B. There's a ton of stuff to pick up. Um, this seems pretty open world to me. Uh, so people who, who like see it that way, I I can understand where their mind's at, but they did such a good job with, with all of the horizon games and making them amazing open world games that seeing them go on to make a more traditional open world game. Like you're thinking, whether it's like an RPG or a shooter or whatever it is, is just like, yeah, they're going to make something, they're going to make something sick. Like the world's going to be amazing. The gameplay is probably going to be amazing. It's probably going to be amazing. <laughs> like, I'm excited right. about it. Uh, yeah, I'm super excited to see what these guys do, man. And, you know, I have to imagine that they they left some, some you know, standard operating practices behind at Playground. There are still people at Playground who are going to be good at it. They're going to be great at it. Uh, they're going to have plans in place from the people who are leaving uh, they're not going to start making bad games because of this. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. It, it is kind of a bummer, though, to see that that big of a chunk of people leave a studio. But I feel like it's it's a bittersweet moment, right? Like, it's the same thing as whenever anyone else would leave a job for a bigger opportunity. It's like, damn, I hate to see you go, but I'm also super happy to see you move on and do something big. Yeah, that's that's pretty much where I'm at, like, Forza Horizon was the game that brought me back to Xbox. Like, I had left Xbox behind with the whole, you know, Xbox One fiasco when that console first launched, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I got a gaming PC and happened to, you know, be perusing the Windows Store and saw Forza Horizon 3. And I was like, oh, okay, sure. Like, I'll try this out. Um, And I liked it so much that I bought an Xbox One and got Forza Horizon 3 again. (laughs) Um... So, like, it, it is, it's sad to see, like, it feels like almost like an end of an era over at Playground. Um, yeah, exactly. To, to see, you know, the guy who's been in charge of this franchise for a while move on to greener pastures. I am hopeful, though, 
that like you said you know hopefully a good structure is in place at playground i think 10 people left playground games mm-hmm. uh hopefully in a big enough company like playground um they have sort of this next man up mentality of like okay well you know these folks are gone but these folks can step up into these places right? oh yeah i almost yeah. guarantee you they do honestly yeah so i'm hopeful that both forza horizon continues to be great uh, and this new company, Maverick Games, is able to make a banger game because there is so much talent already on that team. They're hiring as well, by the way. So they're like they're trying to pump up into operation fast. Um, they they're already on a big hiring blitz. So I'm very excited to see what that team does. And hey, 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 Phil, Phil, can you, Phil, can you hear me? Hire these guys, like. Get yeah. these get these motherfuckers on Game Pass. Like you've already got an in with these folks. These are folks that have already worked with Microsoft directly for a long time. Like I I I understand that like, you know, acquisition is a little hard right now with the Activision thing, but this is a small company. Get these guys. At least get them on a publishing deal. Like you don't have to buy them. Get them on a publishing deal. Something with them. Get them on yeah. Game Pass. Whatever these guys do, I want it on Xbox. Like, make that shit happen. If it can be everywhere else, too, great. Love that, too. But make sure that these guys put their next game on Xbox, because this is high-quality talent, and you need to keep and cultivate high-quality talent. So, Phil, if you're listening, get these motherfuckers. Get them. Yeah, and I feel like even... um... You know, you were telling me about it. I think that someone involved with this even said, "Like, ah, Game Pass is pretty cool." Yeah, it was, it was, right? it was Mike Brown. Yeah, 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 Mike Brown in his sort of exit interview for for leaving Forza. It's like one of the things he's very interested in is Game Pass as an ecosystem and the way it changes the way we play games. Yeah, right? exactly. So I feel like bringing that up is is a good sign that they are very open to this. They're open to their game being put on. Uh, on Game Pass and maybe having a publishing deal with Xbox and Microsoft. So yeah, I think I I think it would hope. be awesome. I hope. Yeah, I am very excited to see what Maverick gets up to, and I'm very excited to to sort of see the future of both franchises. Right? Like I'm hopeful Maverick Games is successful. I'm hoping the Forza Horizon side of Playground is successful. Hell, I hope the the Fable side of Playground you know is able to put out a banger you know uh whenever that eventually happens we're still sort of waiting on fable news um but i'm very excited to see where these guys go i'm very excited uh for the future for for both of these these groups uh but it is bittersweet it's a little sad to you know see the creative director of the last several of what has been a huge franchise for me Mm -hmm. uh walk away you know Uh, and, and hopefully, hopefully it turns out for the best for everybody, but I would be lying if I didn't say it made me a little nervous, you know, for, for things, how, for how things go for Horizon going forward. Yeah. Um, And I think that's a, I think that's a fair thing to have though. Right. I think that's a fair nerve to have of, you know, these are, these are the people who were kind of like there, you know, they, they were the pinnacle of it. So seeing them go do something new is is awesome. I'm excited for it, but also I'm very nervous about the thing that I already know and love, right? Like right. change can be scary in these situations. So it makes sense to be like, all right, I'm not losing faith. I'm not not believing in you, but you also got to understand that I'm a little nervous. I'm a little hesitant to see what this yeah. is going to be. Yeah, And I exactly. think, you know, like we said, they... They almost assuredly have um, various things in place for the next person to step up and take over uh, and or the next person to be in charge of these things. And, you know, hopefully that is a step by step. This is exactly what we did. If you do this, you are guaranteed success, but also, you know, feel free to expand and grow it. And I think right, yeah. I think most places have things like that in place. And th- it doesn't seem like they left on bad terms by any means. So I imagine they said, all right, let's have some meetings about this stuff and let's catch everyone up to speed of whoever's going to be the next in line for us. 
Right, exactly, yeah. Um, hopefully it works out well for all parties involved, uh, and, and I'm very excited to see where both Maverick and Playground go in the future. Because we have a little bit of time on Playground, right? We still right. have one DLC coming out for Horizon 5 that obviously I assume this group of folks probably had a pretty heavy hand in. Um, but after that, you know, like, they've only promised us two DLCs for Horizon 5, so once the second one comes out, it's like, all right, they have time yeah. to figure this out, right? Um, it's not like we're expecting Forza Horizon 6 to come out tomorrow, Exactly. Right? They can take a little bit of time and, and figure this out. Uh, all right, Spence, I have one last thing I want to get into before we go here. Uh, and I'm not going to spend too long on this, but I wanted to get into it fairly quickly. Uh, I want to talk about our friends over at True Achievements. Um, if you're not aware, True Achievements is a website that's been around for years and years uh, that helps you track your, your Xbox achievement stuff. Um, they are sort of my regular source for information a lot of the time. Them, Windows Central, and then just sort of the normal news sites, IGN, GameStop, you know, uh, GameSpot, you know, those sort of places, right? Um, they put out every month a list of the most played games on the Xbox platform because to get achievement data, they have to skim Microsoft data to begin with, right? Um, so they gather all this gameplay data. They've recently, in the past year, started putting out uh, a chart of the most played games on Xbox every month. And they just put out, uh, I think it was last week sometime, they put out a list of the most played games on Xbox for the entire year of 2022. I just wanted to point this out because I think it's interesting. Um, we, most of the time, the data that we get uh, as, you know, casual players rather than, you know, like developers or people on the inside most of the information that we get tends to be Steam-centric yeah. because a lot of the Steam data is public. We don't tend to get a lot of information about what's going on on the consoles, right? Uh, so I think this data set is extremely interesting. I definitely think if you want to be fully informed on like what's popular on Xbox, it's great to keep up with these. Uh, most of the games on this top 10, or the, it's a top 100 list, but most of the game on the top 10 would be the games that you'd expect. I'm just going to run them down real quick. The most popular game on Xbox was Minecraft, followed by Fortnite, Grand Theft Auto V, Halo Infinite was in fourth, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, which is Warzone, uh, because that's all in one package. Warzone is considered part of Call of Duty Modern Warfare, was fifth. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, so Warzone 2.0, <laughs> <laughs> was, was in sixth. Uh, Forza Horizon 5 was seventh. Fall Guys was eighth. Overwatch 2 was in 9th place, and in 10th place, Apex Legends. So, frankly, mostly games that you'd expect, mostly live service-y kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I wouldn't say there's, like, huge surprises here. I think Halo Infinite being in the top 10 is great news, considering the rough year that it had. Yeah, it is. Um, but And being any, above like, Call of Duty. Right, yeah, I did find that particularly interesting, too. That's the main thing that, like, triggered in my head when I read this was, like, all you motherfuckers that say Halo Infinite's dying, it seems like it's doing pretty good. Yeah. Like, based on that data. It's more played than Call of Duty Modern Warfare and Modern Warfare 2, which, like you said, includes Warzone, and that's huge. Right, exactly. So, at least on the Xbox platform. Obviously, sure. you'd expect that on the Xbox platform. It's an Xbox game, right? Um, So... I think that's very curious. I think that's very interesting. Uh, whenever I see all the time, like, Halo Infinite's dying. It's a dead game. It's dead. Don't, I've never played it. It was bad. Um, most of the time, people cite Steam numbers. And then I turn around and see something like this, where, like, in 2023, the first list they put out for, for 2023, I think it was still top 15 most yeah. played. You know? Like, Halo Infinite seems to be doing just fine in terms of player base, at least on Xbox. Yeah, and let's be honest, of all the games that come out, one of them that I'm not going to look at Steam charts as the end-all be-all is Halo. Right. Halo wasn't on Steam until, like, this year, dude. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? What a dumb thing to look at and consider that a dying game. It it, it lives on Xbox. Right. Like, if you want to exactly. say people play it on PC more, they're probably playing it through the Xbox app, like... Right. I, just, I don't know. I, I think that's, yeah, that's a really dumb thing to look at and say that Halo Infinite is a dying game. Like, right. this is an Xbox title. This is what, arguably, this is one of the things that made Xbox what Xbox is. Yes, precisely so. Um, so whenever you see, you know, 
dumb motherfuckers on the internet trying to make dumb excuses. <laughs> yeah, tell I, them to in, uh, look outside of Steam for once in their life. Inform yourself, right? Like, I, I point out stuff like this on True Achievements. Uh, not because, you know, they, they don't sponsor us. They don't, like, I don't know anybody that works there, right? Yeah. Um, but I point out websites like this because it's information. Like, we as, you know, sort of the general public are generally starved for information on this kind of stuff of, like, what's doing well, what's doing poorly, right? Uh, we have limited information. Yeah. And, and I feel like this gives us a more complete picture as to what people are playing on Xbox. And, you know, obviously the answer is they're playing a lot of live service shit. Um so xbox's strategy of like leaning into that a little bit and like i wonder how much of that is driven by the game pass mentality of like you know there's just a bunch of shit or if that's just like you know sort of the obviously it's a general trend of the entire industry that like free-to-play games are sort of like the way we're going right yeah free-to-play um, was kind of my big thing looking at this list yeah like literally like the top i think like 14 of the top 15. <laughs> oh, it's more like it's more like 12. It's 12 yeah. of the top 15 games are free to play multiplayer games. Yeah. Uh so or they're obvious... like one-time pay in multiplayer games that aren't horribly expensive. Minecraft. Right, exactly. Yes. And even that's on Game Pass. Fall right. Guys isn't overly expensive. Yeah. No, for, Fall Guys went free to play. It's free to play. Now. Oh, yeah, it is free to play. I forgot. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So the play, the so. main paid one in this top list is Grand Theft Auto Five. Uh, yeah, and obviously there are paid versions with Modern Warfare and Modern Warfare Two, but you know, they're probably a lot of these numbers are Warzone now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The vast so. majority of the numbers on on Modern Warfare One, especially, are are Warzone players. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah. I I just point these things out because I think it's interesting. Um. You know, and if you look here in, in the 2022 list, most of the Xbox Game Studio stuff, I mean, obviously Minecraft always does gangbusters, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, Halo Infinite is did bigger than people expected. It did bigger uh, than I expected, for sure. Yeah. Comforting to see Forza Horizon 5 still there. Um, obviously, the DLC probably helped a lot of that. In 14th place was High on Life. Again, we talked about it being one of the big success stories of for Xbox in 2022, it's there in the in the top half, which is really good considering it's a small studio. Um, you know, Sea of Thieves is on this list at 15. We haven't talked about Sea of Thieves in a while, but again, that's another Xbox live service thing that like has gone better than expected and continued to churn, you know, itself a life. So I just wanted to to let people know about this list, you know. Feel free to look through the whole list. I think True Achievements does great work on this kind of stuff. Um and and not enough people talk about it, I think. And I think it's it's good information to have to keep in mind what people are playing on the Xbox platform. Yeah, and I you know, you mentioned Sea of Thieves and we talked about it earlier with ESO. That is a game that has a dedicated community. The yes. community there is is very dedicated and um and very tight knit with each other. Um, yes. so it makes sense to me to see that game still doing extremely well. Yeah, uh, it's it's awesome to see, and you know, a lot of these long tail games for Xbox may be doing better than you think. So there's reason to be optimistic. There's plenty of reason to be optimistic with the developer direct coming up. Um, you know, I know that sometimes us Xbox fans, with the year we had in 2022. We can get down in the doldrums, right? Yeah. Like, but I think it's worth looking at stuff like this to remind you, like, hey, stuff is doing better than you'd expect, and it's not all doom and gloom, right? Right. Um, but there's reason for hope. Developer Direct is on the way. I'm very excited to see what Xbox has got coming up in the first half of the year. I'm very excited to see what we've got coming up in the first half of the year, Spencer, here on Spark Pass. Um, our next episode. Speaking of 2022 game of the year, end of year type stuff, uh, our next episode is going to be the top five games we played on Game Pass in 2022. That's going to be coming out next week. I'm very excited. We're recording it tomorrow. I'm very, very stoked to talk about the best stuff that we played on Game Pass, and that's coming for us next week. Yeah. Uh, I'm super stoked. Uh, it's great to talk about sort of the, the best games uh, that we played on Game Pass and, and sort of give you like a holistic view of 
the year that was 2022, obviously a rough year for Xbox, uh, but we still managed to have a lot of fun. And we hope you had fun listening to the Spark Pass News Update. Thank you guys so much for stopping in. If you came to us live on Twitch, we really appreciate it. If you're listening the next day on the podcast feed, we appreciate it too. We'll be back with more news in two weeks' time. Um, and we'll be back next week for uh, the best games we played on Game Pass in 2022. We'll be back on Sunday on the stream. Uh, we're going to be continuing to play Gears of War 3, which, by the way, that game fucks. Ga- Gears 3 is so good. Uh, we'll talk about it more on the pod. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, dude. that game fucking rules. I'm very excited to play more Gears. Um, Spencer, unless you've got anything else, I think that's going to wrap things up. Nah, man, that's all I got. Excellent. Thank you guys so much for stopping in. We really appreciate you. Uh, we'll see you guys next week for uh, the best games of Game Pass in 2022. Take care, everybody.